Welcome back, everybody. Um, it's been a while since the last episode, um, but appreciate you tuning into this one. I spoke with one of my favorite photographers today. His name is Austin Quintana, and it was great. Um, it's really it was really inspiring to talk to him because, you know, I think we align with uh, with each other on a lot of our views about photography and. Um, you know, the kind of current state of things, and it was a great conversation. Um, we mainly talked about his work titled Where the Valley Sings, which he's making in New Mexico. Um, so I'll give you guys just some background here before you hop into the episode. He does talk about it, but um, he's making this work in a place where his grandparents live in, in, um, in New Mexico. And he spent a lot of time there as a child. Um, and it's, I mean, it's another body of work in the American West, um, which, you know, most of us kind of love that topic of photography. There's so many, so many people doing it well. And one of the things we talk about is how it's such a photographed, commonly photographed region. And so I think it's hard to, you know, make really good work that resonates with people in a place like that, but, you know, he definitely does it. Um, one of the, one of the points that was interesting to me was, I mean, I also take pictures in the West and there's a lot of photographic cliches out here and, you know, it's kind of hard to avoid. Um, but we, yeah, we talked about that and how, you know, Austin does take those pictures, but there's something about it that just transform it, transforms those cliches into something really captivating, um, you know. So check out his work. It's uh, it's on he's on Instagram under Austin Quintana, and he has a website as well, which I'll put into the uh, description of the show. But yeah, if you guys look at that work, that'll be some good context for this conversation and. Yeah, we had a really good one. Uh, I'm really happy to start the year off with this episode, and we'll we'll be back with some more more conversations. So enjoy. Um, I definitely enjoyed this one. We we ended up talking for like three hours, but uh, after we finished recording, so yeah, he's he's great. He's great. Enjoy, guys. Thanks. My name is Austin Quintana. I'm 22 years old, I'm currently living in Brooklyn, and I've been making pictures for about uh, nine or 10 years at this point, um, but really only seriously practicing uh, in the last three to four years. Um, I went to school in Boston, I studied film production so I took a few, I took like two or three photography courses, but didn't have a very rigorous, uh, like rigorous classes or uh, like teaching in photography. So I've sort of been like doing all the, all the studying and the, that in the past few years. And, and eventually I'd like to, you know, make enough work and 
somehow get to grad school. It's sort of the current path right now for me, but, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I, uh, you say you've been making work for like, or taking pictures for like nine to 10 years and it's kind yeah. of the same for me. And then I just think about like the bulk of that was, you know, nothing that I'm proud of or right. anything, but it's like, it becomes very formative. And one of the things that I was curious about is like when I started taking it very seriously is when I started seeing a lot of work that I really liked. Yeah. And so that discovery was like a big shift in my perspective or in my perspective of making work. And mm -hmm. do you have anything like that? Is that relatable for you? Well, it's sort of like I was making work influenced by work I liked at the time. Sure. But now looking back, it's like completely not in, like part of my interests at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so as I'm going deeper into it, I'm just discovering these artists that are like, whoa, okay, this is actually what I like and working through those influences and um, kind of seeing like what I, how I can make work similar, but not the same, because you kind of have to, to work through that, but it just right. takes time. And yeah, so that's sort of where I'm at now, I guess, is, is finding, finding new people and, and then going from there and just working through it yeah yeah that's like such a beautiful process that's my favorite thing like you come across mm -hmm. somebody's work and it's like oh my changes god yeah like, yeah this is exactly everything. what i want to be looking at <laughs> yeah and then little do you know they're like a canon in the medium or whatever <laughs> right right and then and then you have to like start collecting the books and <laughs> listening to all their speech or their lectures and yeah yeah, it's the best. <laughs> who, who is somebody that's been a? I guess I don't really ask these kind of questions, but I'm curious because your work is like. Um, I guess just for a bit of background, the work that I've seen is, uh, predominantly like where the valley sings. That work that's on your website, yeah. and I assume most yep. of it's in the west. Mm -hmm. And so. I guess when you're shooting in the West, it's a place that's been photographed so heavily. Um, yeah. Are there, are there things that you kind of avoid photographing while you're out, like photographic cliches because they're so common in the West? Because I've been thinking about this because I'm also working in Colorado and California, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's so easy to to come across some vast landscape and take this picture of a beautiful road that like just drifts off into mm -hmm. the horizon. And I don't stop myself from doing that because it's a cliche for a reason. Like it works, you know, it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. And I do it just to see. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But like in the, where the valley sings, you've got this picture of, it's a horizontal, it's a vertical picture where like, it's kind of dark, but the road is just like, you know, it's a picture oh, okay. we've all seen before, right. but that's like very beautiful, you know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I agree. I definitely think it's good to take those cliche pictures because uh, you 
obviously are like it's saying something to you when you're seeing it you know you're registering it even though it may be a cliche so it's good to take it and then later when you're editing you can be like okay why did i take this why is you know this is interesting or not and that road picture for example it's yeah like you know everyone's taking a photo down a road um but i i was just lucky i think the conditions it had just rained so there was this reflection and it was truly in the middle of nowhere so there's no signifiers like mm-hmm. like street or like signs or anything so it's sort of it's more minimal yeah which i think leads to it you know breaking the out of the cliche a little bit sure yeah yeah totally it's like it's a very dramatic picture yeah (laughs) like it looks like (laughs) there's some like white streak running across the road because of the rain and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah Uh, i've been thinking about that lately and you know i'm just curious because it's the west it's like the dream blah 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 it's Mm -hmm. been written about so much yeah yeah um that's sort of yeah the the whole that's kind of what I want to do in the project a bit too, is touch on that idea of the American dream, but it's hard to not be so surface level with it. And I want to have it, want it to have a little bit of nuance. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard. Like I was uh, talking to my girlfriend about this recently and she knows she was around when I discovered Robert Adams. So she's seen like the whole love. Yeah. (laughs) And I I talked to her about like her, his writing and all this stuff. And then I have a hard time describing like what my work is about and things like that. It's just hard for me to (laughs) spit that out sometimes. And I was saying something and Sydney, my girlfriend was like, well, isn't that exactly what Robert Adams says? <laughs> I'm just like, well, yeah, it's like, I feel that, you know, it's exactly yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> he's also like one of the most gifted and prolific like writers on the subject as well as like a maker of images. So he, you just have this whole another layer of and like analyzing and the yeah, it's just so good. I'm reading one of his, or I just finished one of his books because uh, I was out west for the past like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, so I brought one of his books and I finished it. It was really good, of course. Yeah, really good. What was it? Was it like beauty and photography or? No, that's when I uh, still need to read. It was uh, Art Can Help. Art Can Help, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, it's a quick read, but like so good. Yeah. So you could always go back to it too, so informative what's what's that like when you because right now you're in in brooklyn you said mm-hmm. and when you go west it's specifically new mexico yeah so i have um all the work and where the valley sings is in new mexico okay um, and that's where your grandparents live yep okay um so that's how i'm able to get access uh to these places and have a place to stay um but lately I've been venturing outside of that familiar space and, and going deeper in New Mexico and photographing more strangers, which is new to me. Um, and yeah, I'm sort of getting to a point where the, the work is shifting and evolving a little bit and I'm excited to see where it goes. And, 
how it how it fits into the current edit I have, and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts. <laughs> so this this work is uh, still in progress, you'd say? Yeah, I mean, I think on this most recent trip, I may have finished shooting, mm. like or gotten everything I, I sort of want. I was I was repeating myself a bit, visiting places again, and kind of felt that sense of all right, this might be getting to the end, but editing is honestly harder. So I yeah. just sort of <laughs> in that stage and cutting down, trying to get, get it to a number that's decent. And, uh, Cause I, I just have too many. Yeah. I, I think I bring, I think I printed out 400 pictures, uh, like on four by five C prints and just, went from there and so that's a lot my edit my edit right now is 77 but it's, that's still too many right <laughs> it hurts editing hurts yeah <laughs> yeah it really does kill your darlings <laughs> yeah the worst um before we get too far into where the valley sings could you give a little background for the people who might not be familiar yeah so um i've been working on this project for about three years um it's about my grandparents and other relatives that live in a, in this valley named El Cantor, which translates to the singer. So that's sort of where the title comes from. Mm. Um, and my grandfather is one of the oldest people that has lived in this area. And he's really well versed in its history. Amazing. So I'm sort of going like learning about my own history and trying to document like the beauty of this area while simultaneously it's the region is going through like a decade-long drought and then like there's been a few wildfires and just um you know other like factors of expansion and and the cost of land and people moving in, like re- displacing um, poor people, and that sort of all of these, like a, a mix of things going on at the same time. Uh, and then it's my own fears built into, like, you know, well, what will this place be like in 50 years? What will the US be like in 50 years when I'm my grandfather's age? Uh, in a photo project so it's <laughs> that's sort of the reason behind it and um yeah I've, I've been shooting for three years but i have photos in it from um like 10 years ago okay stuff that i had shot um without knowing really what it would become or would be so and it's yeah <laughs> that's really that's really it yeah were you did the idea of the project come or i guess the idea to make it a body of work did it come mm-hmm. after you began shooting or did you think of it and then start shooting kind of a bit of both i guess i mean i had been just traveling and visiting there my whole life mm-hmm. and so i was making pictures um 
but they didn't really weren't really for anything mm-hmm. um and then once i like synthesized a plan or you know wrote a thesis down and i was like okay i'm gonna work on this under these uh with this idea in mind mm-hmm. i started making trips specifically for photography um trying new equipment and like really going a lot deeper in than just like hey i'm visiting family and i took a few pictures i was like going doing eight hour days shooting for a week mm-hmm. and then seeing what i got out of it so there was a shift where i, I made the plan and then and then went out and shot but i had used some stuff from before i had really thought sure. of the idea yeah and what's the process like for viewing the images that you've shot are you doing it when you get back to new york when you're already gone yeah so i'm shooting all on film um Mm -hmm. so yeah it just really depends on when i can get to the lab if if like i just dropped off 15 rolls yesterday yeah um and so that'll take me a while to scan so <laughs> it is a, a longer process but i don't mind waiting sure uh, i think patience is like the best virtue to have as a photographer <laughs> because it, it just benefits in so many ways if you if you're not rushing to get something out or rushing to see what it looks like and you can sit with it and like I've been editing a bit in my head mm-hmm. with these new photos that I imagine what I think they'll look like. Mm-hmm. So well, this next week I'll see and start scanning. Hopefully. Yeah. There got, are, got, the, got a few that are good. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I come back from taking pictures, like somebody will ask like, Oh, did you get anything good? I was like, I hope so. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. not sure. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Everyone asks that question. Like, I really don't know yet. Yeah, we'll see. It could be blank. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a huge, huge fear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is nice to kind of remove yourself from, uh, like, immediately taking the photographs and imagining, you know, like, oh, I know this is going to be really good because we all have those mm-hmm. moments. Um, it is nice to remove yourself and then get surprised later on and not be as attached later on, especially if you're editing yeah um is the idea ideal what's the ideal like output for the work have you thought about that uh definitely i mean i i want to make a book Mm um i've never really shown images um in a gallery setting uh i did like a small um, little show at NYC SPC. The Autumn Poems. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my first time ever showing any work. Uh, That's amazing. In that sort, of, in that sort of setting, um, and I enjoyed it. So it'd be, it'd be great to do some sort of show like that. In tandem with a book. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see it in the book format because I, I want to be able to like 
give it to my grandparents and be like, this is what I've been doing these past <laughs> few years. Yeah. Have it be like a tangible thing for them. Yeah. See. It's also really interesting to think about living in New York and being in that bubble <laughs> that we all yeah. get into when we're in a city like that. And then mm -hmm. coming to a place like where your grandparents live or it's, you know, 180, like not really mm -hmm. the same at all. Like, is it easy for you to kind of transition into a different mode of, I don't know, like thinking or living or yeah. obviously the pace is different. The conversations mm -hmm. are different. Yeah. The current events are different. Like, <laughs> what is that like for you? It's pretty easy for me to go there because I almost, like, I crave it. Like, I, I want to be there all the time. Mm. Um, uh, even though I'm busy while I'm there, it's still, like, so relaxing to just go drive somewhere and shoot a roll and just, I don't know, have the day and explore. Uh, yeah. But coming back, it's always so much harder because especially since i was gone for two weeks on this last trip that sort of i don't know it like resets your brain when you're gone for two weeks and then you have to come back to a place that is utterly different and catch up on all the things you have to do and now it's like winter here and i'm like uh, i just want to like go back already i don't want to be here <laughs> but, yeah um are you making any work in new york or is this was moving to New York more of like a work uh, pursuit? More of a work pursuit. I honestly haven't made much work here. Um, haven't really found something I would want to take pictures of. Um, I mean, I'm still taking pictures, but it's there's nothing like uh, not like for anything. Right. Um, but yeah, I mostly moved here for work. I just got a job opportunity and it was like, I need to, I need to move. So I took it and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like being in a place like New York and mm -hmm. the pro majority of the work that you make is not there. It's not. Yeah. Uh, and it, a lot of, I feel like a lot of, people here into like fashion and uh, like editorial and I, I just have like zero interest in that. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, there are people here that have like similar uh, like outlooks on photography and mm -hmm. you know, it's just such a big place. You, you can find pretty much anyone. Uh, totally with a similar mindset but yeah it is it is interesting that parallel of living day-to-day -day in a city but then your artistic output is thinking about a completely <laughs> different way of life and yeah it, it makes me want to like <laughs> move out of the city but you know there's just so many pros and cons right of of being here yeah it's so. it's really interesting and I was the same way for a while. I really didn't take pictures for like the last two years that I lived in New York. And I used to take pictures every day there, not for mm -hmm. anything, but it's just like, that's just what I did. I took pictures every single day. 
<laughs> and then it just dried up. And then now I'm here in California and I'll see pictures from like Donovan Smallwood uh, mm. or or Irina Rozovsky in Prospect Park. And it's like, this is along the same lines and you can find that, mm-hmm. which was very interesting to me. And I was like, damn, should I go back? Like, cause it's, <laughs> fo- cause it's possible, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, it's there. Yeah. Or like, uh, I agree. Yeah, there's this guy I follow on Instagram, Daniel Weiss, and his work is like, you know, he'll shoot in like Tompkins Square Park, or like, he's all over the East Village, but it doesn't look like that, you know, and it's just like, fuck, this is so good, like, you're doing it right. Yeah, I'd like to get to a point where I'm, like, courageous enough to go and do something like that, but I feel so much more comfortable like out in the country and, and less less inhibited by like the things going on in the city and yeah yeah especially if you've been going there since you you know were little like you said mm-hmm. it's like a natural place for you to feel the yeah. comfort in yeah um yeah it's really interesting how that works um you said that you recently started taking portraits like or i guess of strangers Mm -hmm. has that been a big shift in your work like has that given you like more work now that you've got into like a different realm of the subject matter if that makes Um, sense not i don't think it's given me more work i think it's given me a bit more confidence when I'm taking pictures Um, because there's like that hurdle of approaching your first stranger Mm -hmm. and it you're just thinking of all the things that could go wrong (laughs) Uh, but then it doesn't and like oh wow that was so easy I can I can do that like again and again Um, and so that's been cool because I have always before was pretty terrified of approaching people. And now I, it just feels more natural and it's it's like something I want to do. And, and then it leads to interesting conversations and you learn things about the project you're doing because you're, you know, having conversations with people that are firsthand experiencing, you know, the sort of um, like what is going on in that area at that time and they've been there for their whole life so get that you get that perspective uh, which just informs your work and it's been good I'm I'm glad that I kind of broke away from just photographing my family yeah started photographing strangers yeah, it starts like filling in pieces to the puzzle, mm-hmm. like very organically. I wanted to branch out. It was getting too like too boring or like repetitive. I was just photographing the same people. And yeah, needed like needed new faces. Yeah, I always I always view portraits as like they immediately are like depth to me, and like mm-hmm. when I'm looking through a book. 
and it's like so intense. I, I have this very, I don't know, sometimes when I look at portraits, it's like very intense, you know, because the thoughts are endless, you know, like all we're seeing is this person, which you have no idea, you know, we get some context if it's like, you know, in front yeah. of some gas station, like Steinmetz's stuff, I'll look through like South Central or whatever. And I can't, I don't take as many portraits, so obviously it's a different, um, a different part of the practice for me, but I'm just like, how could you have, you know, like 35 portraits in, in a 70 picture book, you know, yeah. it's just like, that's so heavy. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just like, it's so intense. Like mm -hmm. sometimes that view is just. And his, his portraits are so intimate, you know, he'll, he'll talk with his subjects for a while and, and it's a whole like different approach to, to portraiture or just a, you know, a more in-depth approach instead of, you know, just taking someone's picture and then walking away and he like, will talk with them for a while. And I, I like, I like that approach more like having a totally conversation and, and getting to that that deeper level and it shows because it's just mm -hmm. like how could you how could you get this <laughs> yeah how did you do that yeah. like <laughs> like i think we've all we all know the steinmetz portrait of the guy who's like looking through the window like he's in mm -hmm. the car and mm -hmm. that dude looks insane <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like scary you know like but it's just like how are you doing that like yeah it's just, I think it's a lot of charisma and just being like a relatable person. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. When you started, did you look to any kind of like theories on portraits or like what kind of made it easier for you? Um, honestly, not really. I just sort of collected some portraits that I liked mm -hmm. and began to think about how I would emulate it and how I how, like what I would have to say or, or do with the camera to make it similar um, and just working through that uh, yeah and then I, I've, I've watched like the Alex Soth uh, Magnum the photographic storytelling photograph storytelling that's uh, really good yeah class he did and he does a section on approaching strangers which helped a lot or just was informative because that's just the type of thing i'm so curious about is how do these master photographers what are, what is their approach and what do they how do they get someone to give them their time and yeah so that was that was cool it's a really good really good class yeah i watched that as well at the same time that i started taking some more portraits and that was like very helpful for me mm -hmm. um because he kind of breaks it down in a very simple way which is like <laughs> like you're scanning the person <laughs> that you're approaching and they're scanning you right and they're scanning you and like how do you not fuck this up so like <laughs> so they don't change their mind or whatever <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like a wrestling match <laughs> yeah it's very interesting how he breaks it down because i never really thought about it like that um 
the, the wrestling match aspect of it, mm-hmm. which is just, I, I, he was just, um, or he did a talk with someone like some Italian institution and they were asking him, they like went through every picture in sleeping by the Mississippi and there's the picture of this one woman and she's holding the picture of the angel. Mm-hmm. like the clouds and he was saying that he met her and she like invited him in for coffee or whatever they were sitting at the coffee table and she was trying to like convert him like in some religious aspect <laughs> and so wow i did not know that. <laughs> yeah i didn't need that that's how i found this out and she like showed him this picture you know, and like, you know, you could, you could look closely and you see the angel, like, it's not bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like there's something to it. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) she, he was just like, she's trying to get me to convert and I'm trying to get this picture of her, you know, (laughs) like, and that battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like tug of war. It's so interesting. Um, yeah. So funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's why patience is so key too, because you can, you kind of have to act and play, or like like how Alec puts it, like you're like a salesman in a way. You have to sort of sell this idea without being too pushy and <laughs> and be be patient. Yeah, it's it's fun though. I I enjoy doing it more. Yeah, um, it's really it really changes the work. I think. Um... And it's really interesting. There's obviously so many things to be conscious of when you're taking somebody's picture and a lot of portraits out there that are just like that kind of portraiture that I'm not really a fan of. It's like somebody who's obviously down and out and it's just like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that. Um, Like exploitative. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a big tug of war, not only with the subject, but with the... I guess the medium, because mm-hmm, the morals. Yeah, because nobody yeah. knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like you look at that picture and you don't know that she's trying to get him <laughs> to convert religions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you just see the photo. So it's, there's a lot that comes with it. A lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you? Oh. When you're when you are taking pictures of people, are you using some handheld camera or are you shooting large format? Um, I'm doing both, so I'm shooting um, four by five uh, large format or a six by seven camera mm-hmm. um, handheld, or sometimes I put it on a tripod mm-hmm. to uh, help with the. I don't know. It kind of there's a dynamic when you put on a tripod and the perception changes for the setup. yeah it's yeah it's yeah it's a bit easier to like communicate. I feel like and I don't know. It's a good a good like approach sometimes in the right setting. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm kind of mixing uh, formats too because I'm learning how to use them at the same time. Or like this project has some digital. I think it might have a couple 35 millimeter frames um, and then a lot of 120 and quite a few 4x5. Uh, 
which I'm okay with because I don't, I didn't, I don't want to put a restriction on myself before I know what it is going to be. Um, totally. And I'm, it's like, I want to learn four by five might as well try to incorporate, incorporate it into the work as well. So yeah, it's a whole mix. The reason I ask is, uh, exactly for that reason it changes like the the power dynamic not it it adds importance to what you're doing i think for the sitter like for whoever you're taking a picture of it's like yeah this guy's walking around with a camera on his neck and he just snapped a picture of me versus he took his time he put it on a tripod blah 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 it's like i also carry around a little book uh of portraits to show people Oh, really? Um, yeah, so they can, that helps a bit too, because while they're looking at it, I can be talking and setting up totally. if they're interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives them something to to visualize, like how their portrait might look like, and I feel like that helps a lot mm-hmm. to have, have that. Yeah, true. That's true. Um, are you printing your, your own work? Um. Not as much as I would like to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really doing any darken printing. Only really because it's expensive in New York. Totally. Uh, I think if I get to an edit where I really love it, I'd love to go and print the full thing in a dark room and just see what that's like or have, you know, a binder full of silver gels and prints. Yeah. Uh, but I've I've been printing like inkjet mm-hmm. stuff uh, on an Epson, and uh, I try to make prints for all the subjects I photograph. So that's nice. When when I go back, I'll bring them a print, and then sometimes it leads to more pictures, or sometimes it's just like here you go, you know, because it it's I don't know a lot of a lot of the people I photograph too don't have um, like email addresses. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a way to send it to them digitally. So I, I feel like giving a print to them is sort of the least I could do. Yeah, it's very nice. Like they mm-hmm. they spend the time, and yeah, we're mainly the ones that are <laughs> getting the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's very nice. Um, there's a place I'll send you like once we're done with this. Uh, which is actually a pretty good deal on printing in New York, if you're interested. Yeah, definitely. So we'll be in touch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Do do you want to talk a little bit about the work you're doing for, uh, or the reason you moved to New York? Um, Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm working for Ryan McKinley, um, which is a pretty, you know, incredible opportunity uh, to see kind of both ends of the photography spectrum. Like, you know, he's doing fine art, gallery, bookmaking, all that. But then at the same time, he's doing fashion, editorial, uh, commercial work. Um, So there is a really good it has been a good opportunity to see both sides. Um, but I sort of do a lot of different things 
for him. Um, I would say mainly it's filming uh, and editing photo shoots. Um, so when he goes out, we pretty much film most of the shoots and then, you know, there's a huge backlog of years and years of edit, uh, footage to edit. And so I just I do a lot of that. And yeah, I mean, there's like so many things yeah. <laughs> to talk about that I do, but that's, that's, that's basically it. Yeah. When you told me it was just interesting to me because, um, the work, I mean, your work versus his work, obviously, mm -hmm. is different. Uh, but I think there's still a lot to be gained from an experience like that. And even just looking mm -hmm. at different kinds of work or different mediums. Um, so that was what that's what was interesting to me. And I think in some other interview, you were saying, did you intern him for him before you started working for him again? Mm -hmm. Okay, I interned in 2019. That's why I was here for this two months ah, I uh, see. in New York and then yeah yeah it's it's always interesting to think about those photographers who are obviously so big and you know they've got yeah. work coming in and uh I I worked with this guy who worked he assisted this big photographer in New York and uh the way he describes it is it was totally like a machine, like the operation. And there's this one story he was telling me about, I think it was somebody like coming to work late. Uh, they didn't have a shoot, but they just like came to the studio late. And he was talking about some sort of email that he got. And the photographer got like super fired up and he was like, God damn it. Like we're running a business. Like, that was his perception of what he was doing, like the yeah. photographic process. And when he told me that, like, I never thought about it like that, obviously, mm -hmm. because I'm not, you know, I don't do that work. Like, I'm not really interested right. in the commercial. <laughs> but was was he sort of doing commercial work to fund his own personal work? No, this guy is like a very big commercial photographer. Oh. Okay, so it was more in the function of a business. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but as a viewer, like, I'm sure you've seen this person's work. I just don't want to air this person's name out. I could tell no, you later. You want to dox them, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you've seen his work. And when you look at his work, they're great portraits. He's like a very great portrait photographer. But it's just, they come out very you know considered and you know he's making good pictures like mm -hmm. nothing to take away um so to me as somebody who's just a fan of the medium when i was looking at his work it didn't seem like this person was thinking about it as a business because he's making really beautiful work i see i see but yeah. then from his perspective it's like god damn it we're making money <laughs> like yeah <laughs> you know so I was just thinking about that in relation to your work because mm -hmm. it's different. Like you and McGinley are yeah, obviously working in he, different he, ways. He definitely works on a lot of commercial stuff to then fund the personal, the, the personal stuff. Um, Cause you kind of have to like, sure. It's hard to, I mean, today in photography, all the money is in commercial, and like yeah 
big ad jobs and stuff like that. So sort of a, a uh, unfortunate reality about it, but pays the bills, <laughs> pays the employees. Absolutely. Sometimes I'm yeah. like on some big shoot and <laughs> you see like when I assist and the photographer is making like my entire year <laughs> on like a three day shoot. It's like, God damn, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, hopefully they're doing some personal work outside of that instead of being machines. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned August poems, which was mm -hmm. at, where was that exhibit? It's like NYSPC. What is that? Um, uh, NYC SPC. NYC it's SPC. a acronym for New York city street photography collective. Oh, okay. Um, they do a bunch of different stuff, but, they have a gallery space, yeah. The show that you were in had a pretty solid uh, lineup of artists. It was like yeah, a good group a to be part of. It was a very uh, awesome first experience. And I'm, I'm fairly certain I was the only one that like had never shown before, which is <laughs> good for you. A very yeah, like uh, just felt good to be in in the company of that. Yeah, that's awesome. How how was that process like for somebody you know uh, who hasn't shown before? Like, what did mm -hmm. that entail from you? Um. Well, at first it was sort of like, do you want to be a part of this uh, show? Um, and like, it it was a fundraiser, so we were able to to fundraise for. Um, this uh, child care community in Brooklyn um, or child care center. And, uh, and from that point, we began to like look at photographs uh, and we worked together. Like I came up with what I wanted to show and um, Mateo, the curator sort of uh, talked about what he liked and and we got to a point where, you know, we both liked or we we both enjoyed the the outcome of the back and forth and and I think like at the end of the day I, I, I still was able to choose, mm -hmm. but uh it was important to like consider what, what Mateo was thinking because he was involved with everyone else and he wanted the show to be cohesive and uh, he had the bigger picture so yeah uh, and it was it was great like when I finally was able to see the rest of the work and and how much it all fit into place with the poem and yeah I thought it, I thought it, was, it was brilliant it's really really a great experience yeah the study alumni Aaron Springer also in the show <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, she wasn't there. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, her photographs were so good. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about photography when you kind of give up control or, or uh, you know, we did the portfolio review together and a lot of the talks about mm -hmm. um, book publishing was like, 
basically publishers were like don't come up in here with like a final edit <laughs> like because we need to have some right. input too yeah which is uh it makes sense what do you think about it but from uh artist perspective who maybe hasn't thought about that before it's like damn i'm pouring so much of myself into this work like i would mm -hmm. think that i have the best uh view of this but obviously a lot of photographers are not the greatest editors so yeah it's interesting to think about it like that 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 review definitely was a shift in my uh thoughts and perspective as well because i hadn't really known a lot of the stuff they were talking about beforehand Same. like it yeah. was super new i i really didn't even understand what the review what the the magnitude of the portfolio review that i just applied um and i i was actually making work while doing the review i was in new mexico uh that's nice it was it was cool but it was really an intense period because I was like working through so many different things and had to be there at a certain time to do these reviews and uh, it was a really good experience. I'm like very glad I did it. I feel like it changed a lot in how I see things. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is like a big takeaway from from that for you and for those who aren't familiar, we're talking about the Charcoal Book Club Portfolio Review. We both attended uh, almost a year ago in April last year. April, yeah. Um, but yeah, what were some of the things that you took away from that? Like, yeah, in kind of any sense, maybe it's confidence, maybe it's like very technical things or, yeah. Um, I would say uh, a lot a lot of it had to do with like the publishing side of things and how, how that works. Um, it feels like so long ago, it's hard to remember yeah. like a, a tidbit. Uh, and I'm, I'm a little too, or like a, I'm a bit too far away right now. I feel like from approaching that side of things again, or like trying to get it, uh reaching out to a publisher or something of like that because eventually that's like something i would be interested in doing and seeing how that turns out uh totally but yeah just like having people talk about my work i had never really done that before uh i mean i had critiques in in college but they were extremely different and pretty insignificant compared to like what these uh or like the things they said and yeah. what it meant uh, and so yeah just having someone getting it out like and having it so i'm not the only one that's seeing this work and finally getting the ability to show people and people that I like really respect too. Which right. This just incredible. Uh, yeah, that, that's sort of, I guess the takeaway and, and taking it more seriously now after that, I was like, Oh, okay. okay. I really want to be a part of this community because it seemed so 
like everyone knew everyone everyone knew these current uh trend like trends of photography and uh how it all worked together and it's like wow this is fascinating i like i need to know more about this yeah it feels good i mean mm -hmm. typically um I'm speaking for myself, but I assume it's a lot of others. Typically, it's like you're the one kind of nerd about this thing. And like mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time like on the computer or whatever, just like trying to get as much information as possible, because obviously there's a lineage that we're working within. But it seems like access to that is pretty removed. So it's kind of hard totally. to like break through and like get mm -hmm. the information that you're so interested in. Yep. So, yeah, that's true. Um, and it's one thing to get critiqued or get your work critiqued in college. <laughs> and it's like kind of stupid yeah. stuff that you like just made for the assignment to show something right. on the wall that week versus like, I really care about this and like, I love you know, whoever's critiquing me on the other side of the screen or mm -hmm. whatever. It's, it just means the world. Yeah, it was, it was a really good experience. I definitely want to do something like that again. Um, I, I had just applied for the New York Times portfolio review. Mm -hmm. uh, and we got an email that said there were 3,000 applicants <laughs> and they, they're going to accept 88 photographers. So it's crazy. It's like, wow. That's like 3,000 people with probably in some sort of similar situation doing, having a body of work that, you know, it's just a lot of people out there making yeah. good work. And, <laughs> There's a lot of good work out there. There's a lot of work yeah. out there that also is just, like, not good, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah. And I've been listening. I saw you joined one of the lives that Daniel Arnold did. Oh, yeah. But I've been on those, like, every day. And he said uh, he they denied him from the review. And like, Seriously? Yeah. Isn't he for, for the Times, though? Yeah, he does take pictures for the Times. <laughs> Was that like a conflict of interest or? No, I don't know actually when this was. He didn't say. but Because okay. it's been going on for a few years. Yeah, but it, yeah. when you apply, it doesn't say like you can't apply if you already take pictures for the Times because I think that's a small amount of people anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but his work is amazing and it's been amazing unless he put up some bullshit edit, you know, which yeah. I'm not sure he did uh but yeah i was just like that's crazy because he's one of the best out for sure right and so like like a staple of new york photography right now and so yeah. like how do they not that's just funny <laughs> it's insane <laughs> it's like yeah how could you not accept daniel arnold <laughs> unless it's like this is too good he doesn't need this shit we'll talk to him anyways <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> which i doubt was the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love his work um oh that part of like giving up control so on the lives like he so he just he has a book coming out 
and mm -hmm. he was talking about the process of making the the book. Yeah. And so, did the you Safety hear him? Brothers. Yeah, you heard I him talking about this. I think so. Yeah, this. the Safety Brothers, pretty much, and a few other people had total control. Yeah. And I, he talked about like the cover. Mm hmm. Uh, like two different covers or the two different titles. Titles. Yeah. And um, I don't think I could be so loose. Yeah. Like when you like hear he hear him like, talk about it, he's, he's like, just I like, don't, whatever. He's like, I don't like that cover or that title. <laughs> yeah. And then that's still there. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> was just like, yeah, he says, I don't like, it's something like Wolf. What? I don't even the remember. Woods. What was it? The Woods. The Woods. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that. <laughs> and then. Cause it, and he compared it to Eggleston's. Democratic Forest, which is mm. you know, like a huge thing. Yeah, it's and so a canon. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to like uh, try to approach that. Or like, and the Safdie brothers have. It's obvious that they're big fans of Eggleston. They've talked about it before. And like, mm -hmm. if you look at, I think Benny is the brother that takes a lot of pictures. And I was looking at his pictures, and it's like clear it's so clear it's like this dude looked at democratic forest and then he went to go take pictures the same second um so it's interesting that they would push for that name the woods yeah i got a copy I, I haven't gotten it yet but yeah me too i can't wait yeah i'm excited he was that. breaking his wrist signing all this so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure it'll be interesting um but yeah when i was hearing him talk about like giving up control like that mm-hmm it's a, it's 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 hard to put yourself in that situation but he was like what am i gonna cry about like there's so many people who would love to have a book made of their work like could right. be worse you know like <laughs> they're gonna put a few pictures in there that i don't like but it's a book yeah and it's it, from what it seems like it's experimental in its design and layout and yeah. So it won't be like so serious of a photo book, you know, like a monograph with black or just like white pages and photos. So I think it'll be more. Yeah. Uh, Perceived in a different that'd be way. Easier to, yeah, to like let go of a bit when it's designed like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was thinking. It's just like, I'm not expecting this to be like, you know first book from like mac it's mm -hmm. all like classic no double page spreads blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. like title right. on the left like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's true but very interesting concept well yeah man um i think we could wrap it wrap it up i love your work okay. a lot thank you and uh i'll have to send you uh my edit right now I can show you. Hell yeah, I would love so, to look at that. There's a lot of stuff I haven't put out there. Uh, yeah. I'm sort of reluctant to share anything. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll share with people rather than Instagram. Like, uh, Instagram, right? Totally. That void. So. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah. I uh, recently stopped like uh, getting my stuff scanned and I've just been posting pictures that I've taken on my phone and I just make them black and white of like the same scenes that I take pictures of with my camera. I'm mm -hmm. just like, let me just put that on there. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the idea of Instagram. Uh, 
like it's the only phone pictures um but yeah I have, I have this little side project i do it's just like street photography that's all iphone mm. uh and then I, I made a zine and i'm gonna make a new york version oh cool um, but it's like so much more fun for me to like there's just no like pressure it's like less like, precious yeah it's yeah it's just like up there and it, it doesn't have to be like I'll, a lot of the times i'll go to post something and then i just don't because it's like <laughs> i don't even want to but with this it, it like doesn't matter to me like it isn't as isn't as precious so it's right uh it's more fun yeah it's a nice relief yeah just like flush this stuff out yeah well cool man thank you so much um yeah man thank you appreciate that everybody can this look is... at your work on your website and your instagram and mm -hmm. yeah don't Which sleep I need to update she <laughs> <laughs> need to update quite badly but i'll get to it <laughs> yeah well thank you man okay.